What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sam's Report. I am in the same uncomfortable chair, but we are rocking a new mic setup, and hopefully this is coming through a little bit better. Um, I was trying to get a little bit out of my face, and I can see I did a little bit here with lowering things. Whatever. We will rock and roll with this for today, and hopefully you are having yourselves a wonderful Friday because there is a lot to talk about, and uh, let's just dive in, shall we? So uh, everybody's been asking, where the heck is 1803? Microsoft is coming out this morning and saying, hey, look, it is shipping uh, Monday. They, they basically wrapped it up, and they're going to start shipping it on Monday, and <laughs> they used every day in the month of April, but they're making it happen. So look for that 1803 starting to roll out Monday. That is also known as Redstone 4. Um, it is officially called the April 2018 update, Spring Creators Update. Not happening. I shouldn't say it's not happening. That's just not the name of the release. So be uh, on the lookout for that. And so that's just kind of the highlights there of that announcement. Also, uh, another minor thing for commercial customers and maybe some other people, uh, Office 2019 the commercial preview is now kicking off and you can go to download those apps if that is your cup of tea where you're not buying an Office 365, which I know there are quite a few of you. And so you can go grab those, uh, the preview bits. The final version won't ship until later this year, but it's basically Office 365. They cut it and they're rolling it up into 2019 and shipping it. So uh, the big thing yesterday, though, was Microsoft announced earnings, and it was a good quarter for them, 26.82 billion in revenue and net income, which is this is money left over after they pay all their bills of 7.4 billion. Office 365 now has 30.6 million consumer customers, uh, but on the commercial side, which is growing pretty dang good uh, for Microsoft, 135 million million commercial customers that is growing at a rate of about 2.5 million per month which if you're saying brad that's a little bit slower than the last time they reported the last time they reported numbers which was in october was about 120 million um, that was growing at a previous rate of about 3.3 million per month so there is a little bit of slowdown there but if you go back basically all the way to october of 2016 and do it on a quarter by quarter basis it's about 2.5 so I, i'm not real concerned that it's slowing down obviously this is a very sustainable cash flow heavy uh line of business for microsoft and it is wonderful for them in making them just tons and tons and tons of money um, anyways, commercial cloud business revenue rose by 58% to about $6 billion, uh, and their margins are proving as well. Uh, Surface revenue, no surprise here. Surface is once again over a billion-dollar operation for Microsoft during the quarter. That is revenue, not necessarily profit. And uh, for me personally, anytime Surface is over a billion, I consider that a good thing. Under a billion, yeah, it's not so great. But anyways, uh, 1.094 billion, up 32% year over year. Now that is a little bit misleading because a year ago they had a pretty stale product line and now things are, uh, have been refreshed. And so that is obviously uh, helping things out there, but over a billion dollars for Surface, which makes it uh, once again, obviously very apparent that Surface is a solid line of business for Microsoft and it is not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, on the Xbox side of life, Microsoft Gaming, which we'll talk about a little more here in a minute because you can see that black box back there. Uh, Microsoft has, let's see, 59 million active Xbox Live users. Now, that is flat from the Christmas period. It, it was 59 million for the previous quarter, or Q2 of Microsoft, and it was also 59 million for Q3. Now, that might seem like, Brad, but shouldn't things be going up? That, that's a logical assumption here. But I actually think this is really good news, because typically people are going to be playing a lot of gaming during the holidays, and we'd expect to see it drop, actually. And so the fact that it remains stable and flat is a very good sign that at, there's no post-holiday kind of meltdown of Xbox Live user stats. And so remaining stable, that's a really good thing. 
And uh, another solid number for Microsoft, and this really puts it in perspective when you think Surface is a billion dollar operation, uh, gaming revenue, this is gaming revenue for Microsoft, was $2.25 billion for the quarter. That's pretty healthy. I mean, that's a, a $2 billion uh, business line. Now, how much profit is in there, we don't exactly know, but we do know that this is $300 million more in revenue than last year. And so you can see why Microsoft is kind of like thinking like, well, maybe we should be going all in on gaming if it's doing over $2 billion per quarter. Um, some quarters, actually, I believe the previous quarter was over $3 billion. You got to remember that that is during the holiday season. It's going to be much higher, but that was in line with the previous year. Doing 2 to $3 billion a year in gaming revenue, or per quarter, not even year, that's... You can understand why Microsoft is saying, you know what, Phil Spencer, let's 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 maybe let's play with this a little bit. Maybe let's play with it um, a little bit. The other thing here that I need to do more research on is LinkedIn. And so Microsoft paid for LinkedIn $26.2 billion. Um, it lost on an operating income basis. It lost like 200, what does it say, $250 million in cash. But then they do this thing where they says it has um, intangible assets that they were basically writing down um, during this. Let me, I, I should have done better show notes here. Let me pull that up because I don't want to screw this up. Um, because LinkedIn is, is something a lot of people should be watching, especially in the Microsoft crowd, considering how much they made. Now, Microsoft very happily touts, and this is probably a good thing for them, that they saw strong growth in user sessions and the number of job postings and all that stuff. But um, specifically here, it says operating income, which was a loss for the quarter, was $246 million. And it says operating income loss, excluding amortization of intangible assets. And then suddenly LinkedIn made $133 million. And so if I'm, unless I'm getting my financial terms incorrect here and not understanding amortization in, these, in this write-down of stuff, which I don't think I am, but please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody, and I know nobody will, have any trouble doing that. That is a, a paper write-down, correct? Basically, in cash, they lost money, but what is known as they are paper positive because they can do some funky things on the balance sheet, it now suddenly makes money. Um, I have, Microsoft spins this very positively, and I, you know, it, things are trending down. The, the, the operating income loss um, a year ago was 375, so they've basically shaved $125 million in losses out of cash off the board, uh, which is very commendable and it is trending the right way. Maybe that's why everybody's so bullish on this. But at the same time, I look at Microsoft spent $26.2 billion to only lose cash. And cash is king at the end of the day. Cash flow statements are everything. Um, you can be paper positive, but if you're making no money, it, it doesn't matter. So anyways, LinkedIn is something to keep an eye on. Um, and Microsoft and some of the analysts were a little positive on it. Some analysts were kind of seeing through some of this, but uh, we will see. Obviously, Microsoft is very, very healthy. I'm not trying to beat down on Microsoft here. This is probably one of the few low points. Uh, Microsoft is very healthy from a cash cash position. Hell, they made $7.4 billion. They are fine. I'm not trying to say they're doomed. I'm just a little, a, a little mixed on LinkedIn, if you will. And so... Um, I want to jump back to gaming here because LinkedIn is fun and all that good stuff. But um, so I, I've mentioned it many times. I finally bought an Xbox One X. I have joined the family of 4K gaming. This is a 4K TV back here. You can actually see the Xbox One S back there. And um, I've only played PUBG. And it is noticeably better. Notice If you're a heavy PUBG user, 
or player on the console. I will tell you that it is remarkably better on the PC if you haven't played it anywhere. But on the console, it, it's okay on oops, on the on the one S, it is much I, I am way off here. Way much better on the X. It, it is noticeably better. There's no Play-Doh effect. Frame rate is still an issue. I ended up dying yesterday because somebody tossed a Molotov cocktail at me and there were three enemies. It was one V three. Um didn't have great odds anyways, but they threw a Molotov cocktail at me, and the frame rate just dived. It felt like three frames per second, and you can't fight in that against 3v1. Um, but so far, really good, really happy. I mean, super quiet. It was very easy and painless to set up. I will tell you the annoying thing is is that you can't uh, do anything with this device until you basically download 900 megabyte update, uh, which is frustrating because you're like, oh, I'm going to get into gaming, and then you turn it on, and then you, you have all that good stuff. Um, the other thing, too, oh, my, my Elite controller. So the other problem I have with my Elite controller is that we all know the build quality of this thing is kind of crap. Um, the materials, it's a great controller. It's just, it reminds me of like, uh, like a 1980s Alfa Romeo, right? It's really beautiful to look at. It's a lot of fun, but you're going to be doing a lot of maintenance on it um, all the time. And that's how that controller is. The, the actual sync button is jammed permanently like pressed down and it doesn't work anymore and so thankfully microsoft allows you to plug directly usb into the console and then you can sync it that way so it's all good but just kind of a a little quib uh to note if you will and so um other fun things going on this week so that the title of this probably is people are wondering like what the hell are you talking about andromeda again brad um at this point microsoft is just trolling us i think and, and they are developing this thing in absolute plain sight, maybe because they're trying to get feedback about how people are going to use it and they're trying to like develop the business model or something around it. Um, but I mean, so this week, um, you can see here, if you're watching it on the video, these patents kicked out uh, from Microsoft and they show everything we've all dreamed about when it comes to this Andromeda device. It's a foldable device. Um, bezels galore. I'm not super in love with the bezels that they're showing here, but we, you know, holding judgment until uh, we get our hands on a shipping product for that matter. But you can basically see everything about it um, in all these different patents. And this is, there's multiple patents out kicked out about this. And so one of the things that came back was someone was saying, hey, just because it's a patent doesn't mean that it's a product. So I fully agree. Microsoft patents a lot of things that do not become products. I will show you this patent, though. And if this doesn't look familiar, it should because it's sitting, it's the computer that's sitting right behind me. This is obviously the Surface Studio, the Microsoft patent. These patents came out before the product shipped. And um, I mean, you can see it. It's right there. Whoops, wrong camera. You can see it's right there right there and so patents absolutely do play into what microsoft is doing obviously that, that's a dumb statement patents obviously forecast what microsoft is doing here in the hardware space because they don't put them behind lock and key like some companies do where they put a time delay microsoft just shoves them right out the door and uh for whatever reason. And the reason why I say Microsoft is trolling us, actually specifically Panos is trolling us, he tweeted this picture out um, yesterday, and clearly he was saying clean desk, clean mind, uh, was I think his tagline, but clearly you see this giant, giant smudge spot in the top right corner. Now, he very much could have just smudged anything. That could be a desk phone, it could be nothing. Um, it could just be a very, a very big troll. You can actually see next to that, the SHI, those are uh, Microsoft calls ship it awards every time you ship a product. I think they still do them. Um, they give out awards and saying, hey, thanks for helping making that possible, blah, blah, blah. But you can see Panos' desk right there. And I should be curious to know if that Surface Studio is updated internally um, from 
<laughs> from what is actually sitting right behind me. One day I'll figure out that they, like the camera's mirrored. Um, that's why I, I struggle with that. But anyways, Andromeda, I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, the, the key will be the software and pen input and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's a very good representation of what it's going to be if they ever ship it. Um, still, if they did do, I don't know if it would be until this fall, but blah, blah, blah. It, there's no big surprise here. I think everyone kind of knows what it's going to look like at this point. Um, yep. So, uh, sort of a surprise announcement, not really yesterday. iTunes now finally in the Microsoft store. That's a huge win for Microsoft. I don't know if Microsoft ever shared this publicly, but they told, I think they did, they, uh, of the key apps that consumers say, hey, that need to be in the store, um, iTunes, I think, was... Uh, like they said of the top five, they have all of them but two, something to that impact. I think it was last year, Bill, they told us this. And the two that were missing were iTunes, which they've now taken care of, is now in the store, and it, it runs like iTunes. And the other one's Chrome. Um, I, don't, I don't think we're going to see Chrome in the Windows Store anytime soon, but maybe, you know, um, we know one point in time I probably said, would have thought we'd never see uh, iTunes in the Windows Store. But here we go. Uh, the nice thing about iTunes is, is that if you install it, and then you uninstall it, it's all installed. None of that bonjour iTunes helper crap in the background. Um, it, that is the biggest advantage of the store, and I, I'm happy. If you need that stuff, that is there for you. And um, other interesting thing that came out this week, and I forgot to plop it in here, but if you remember back to the days of Windows 8, it used to ship with this wallpaper. It was green and kind of looked like a Sudoku board, but it was Word. I think they called it Wordoku or something like that. And uh, everyone assumed that it was a security measure, but it came out this week from a, somebody who used to work on that team, no longer does probably because of the, the fate of Windows 8. Um, it was nothing. It was just a puzzle. There was no security feature at all. And actually, if you solve the puzzle, which I don't think anybody did, it said, start me up. And if that doesn't sound familiar, go look at the Windows 95 launch commercial. They did a start me up commercial um, with the music in the background. And so it was just a puzzle. But everyone, myself, uh, everybody who else played in that scene thought it was a security feature. And we all would kind of mask that thing so that it wouldn't identify who was leaking it. But at the end of the day, it was just kind of a big joke at Microsoft. But only to certain people because other groups, there was actually somebody who commented on the thread that's all uh, transpired on Twitter was working in the Xbox group on the Kinect stuff, and they actually thought it was a security feature too, and they got the idea that says, hey, uh, maybe we should embed security features in our stuff. And so what they did was on the Kinect or Next experience, in the bottom right corner, there was the Xbox logo, and it had rings on it. And what they started doing was very uh, quietly embedding the console ID in those images so that if anybody took a screenshot and shared those images, uh, they could see the console ID and figure out who did it. So there you go. There you go. That, that was fun. Um, I vividly remember those days because that was a big part of um, Windows 8. I th I, there was something only like four public previews. We lived like, in the golden age, folks, of uh, Windows builds because we get insider re releases every day. Every day. Well, not every day, but every week, just about. And it, I think Windows 8, I, th I want to say we got like four or something like it, because they were trying to hide, it was the Sanofsky era, and it was kind of crazy, it was kind of nuts, um, he was trying to hide this modern experience, which ended up being the Start UI, which ended up being a colossal failure, maybe if they would have had more feedback, um, they would have gotten it right, but um, there you go, that's that, uh, that wraps it up for the Microsoft world, a lot of stuff happening in Google this week, actually Google pushed out um, a new task app, and it's kind of like an evolution of some things they've had, but it kind of puts a lot of pressure on Microsoft to do. Hopefully Microsoft to do will actually get its button gear. I believe they've got new management now. 
and hopefully that happens. And uh, the other big thing on the Google side of life is that they said that they have 4 million businesses, not users, because Microsoft told us 135 million commercial subscribers. Google tells us 4 million businesses. We don't know how many businesses are using Microsoft, but we know that Microsoft is the king in this area. But but with 4 million businesses using G Suite, uh, it's very clearly a serious competitor to Office 365, which is a good thing because if Office doesn't have a competitor, then they can kind of do whatever they want. But now that Google's playing around, Microsoft hopefully won't screw it up and uh, keep making it a better value. And so Google did a big overhaul of their Gmail and G Suite stuff. Um, if you're in that world, it's definitely worth checking out. And uh, it's, it's good for all the consumers. I got to tell you, though, having this thing black back here, <laughs> the camera just kind of makes it look like a black box. And, well, I mean, I guess it is a black box, This the Xbox One X. I want to call it the Scorpio. The white one definitely looks better sitting back there for a show set. Really got to get rid of this chair, too. And you can see the Invoke back there. And I actually had to move a light for the other podcast, but my fat head uh, very conveniently blocks that. So we are going to dive into the questions here. We got a bunch of them, and as always, appreciative. Da, da, da. Let's refresh the page, if you will. And da, 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 da. waiting for the internet. All right. The first question comes from uh, Raphael. He says, "How many tater tots can you fit in your mouth?" Um, I love tater tots. Actually, I love them very specifically from Rattle and Hum East, which is a bar in New York City that I always go to with Mary Jo Foley and uh, Paul Thorat every time we're in, in the city. And I don't know exactly the max capacity of tots, but I know that I prefer to eat them one at a time to savor all the flavors, um, two at a time if I'm maybe dipping in some queso. Uh, Dan 1986 says, why is Microsoft putting out so many RS5 builds so those in skip have while those of us running 17134 are still waiting again for a release um, for a release to everyone else pending any issues? So the biggest reason was, as we now know, is that the release is coming on April 30th. Uh, just because Redstone 4 was delayed in its release doesn't mean Redstone 5 development stops, and that's just kind of the, basically the way it was. If Redstone 4 would have shipped when they initially wanted it to about two and a half weeks ago, then these would have all just been fastering insider builds, but they were kind of stuck in this loop, and that was the issue. Um, T182 says, do you think Microsoft is panicking internally, internally to get 1803 out? Or are they kind of like, meh, we'll ship it when we'll ship it? Um, keep in mind, all these questions came out before the embargo for this information lifted at 9 a.m. Eastern time on uh, the 27th. And so a lot of these questions were posted yesterday. Uh, panicking, I don't know if panicking is the right word, but they definitely wanted to get it out in April because that's kind of embarrassing that they want it. They call it 1803, but if it shipped in May, that would be weird. Um, but they got it out. It's all good. They're going to get it out on the last day, and they just squeezed it in on that deadline. Uh, John B says, will Windows Lean be able to run full-fledged games? What do you think about it? So Windows Lean, um, information is starting to leak out. And Windows Lean, for those who aren't familiar, is a slimmed-down version of Windows 10 that is designed to run on really low-end hardware. I think it's trying to be like 2 gig install and um, like a 1 gig uh, CPU, just a real lightweight version. I doubt, I don't think that you would want to run games on Windows Lean. I don't think it's designed for that. I think this is very much a netbook, like Chromebook, like entry level hardware type thing. It's not going to have maybe DirectX 12, all those bits baked in. I don't fully know. We're still learning about it. I think we're going to see a lot more at build about this. At least I hope we will. It, it appears to be part of Redstone 5, which Microsoft will have to detail out here um, sometime before the 
it ships in October, so we, we don't have too long to wait. But I wouldn't think that Windows Lean, as of what we know right now, and what I've been able to read and dig up and play with it myself, is that it's any kind of thing overhaul of Windows. This is just a streamlining of it for lower end hardware as they always try to lower the barrier of hardware that can run the, the stuff. Because you can imagine if it runs well on like entry level Intel hardware, it'd run really well on Snapdragon. So uh, EZAB says, all I hear about is RS5 builds and no one's talk about Redstone 4. It seems like Redstone 4 is an afterthought and RS1809 is gonna be the big one this fall. Um, so he says, do I agree? Typically the fall updates have been a little bit larger. You got to remember that the fall update was supposed to, I believe, have like timeline and cloud clipboard and all that stuff. And it didn't. And, um, typically Microsoft has made the larger updates in the fall and the spring updates have always been a little bit smaller. So keep that in mind. I would expect that the fall update is going to have a lot more features, uh, and so on. Um, BDSR Rev, Bids Rev. Brad, have you heard anything about UWP File Explorer? So technically, UWP File Explorer already exists. It was on the mobile device. Um, actually, right uh, underscore IS actually linked to it. And so you can access the UWP File Explorer, but it's not like a true replacement for File Explorer. You got to remember that UWP is kind of like... Um, it's almost like an afterthought. I don't know if people are going to be happy or agree with that anymore, but the value of building a true UWP isn't as great as it once was, especially for File Explorer, um, which is going to run on any version of Windows until they until they completely gut it, I guess. But um, are, are they doing an overhaul replacement? No, they are doing a dark theme. Raphael actually uncovered that, so you can be on the lookout for that, which makes me think that maybe, I don't know, um, File Explorer with a thing like sets kind of replaces what you would want from a UWP file explorer. I, I don't see the value anymore because they don't have a mobile platform. So what's the value in rebuilding uh, the wheel at this point in life? Um, and then he says, another question says, also, do you have a Nintendo Switch? Do you think Microsoft should make their own version of the Switch? I do not have a Switch, although I really want to get one because I love Mario Kart and I love um, Zelda and that whole thing. And, and the Mario obviously is amazing on that. And it's gotten very high reviews. I will probably get a Switch at some point. Um, I don't think Microsoft should make one personally. They, they don't have a lot of luck in that space. What I think they should do personally is make Xbox Xbox games run just natively in like a mobile platform, like bring it to the window or bring it to iOS and Android and just let you run Xbox. They've done a great job with this backwards compatibility. That would make a lot of sense to just have tons of games. And maybe one of that's, that's one of the reasons why they're putting so much effort in this backwards compatibility stuff. But um, I don't, I, I personally don't think Microsoft should make a switch competitor uh, because Nintendo owns that market. They have the perfect IP for that market. They have a lot of experience there. Microsoft doesn't have a lot of experience in making handheld mobile mobile gaming devices. Obviously, they used to have Nokia and all that stuff, but most of that expertise is gone. I don't think a mobile gaming Xbox solution makes a lot of sense, personally. Uh, Peter K says, when can we expect, can we expect any hardware announcements at Build? Um, typically not. It's all software stuff. So this is a developer show. It's not a hardware event. Um, I could see Microsoft maybe having a, a hardware event to do all these updates, but um, I don't. I, nothing is off the table at this point. You got to, you got to understand that there's been a massive leadership change inside of Microsoft. So, is it possible? Sure. Do I think it's going to happen? Um, I haven't heard anything specifically. It's in what like ten days or so, and so I will be there. And uh, obviously, if there is anything else, we'll we'll make sure to cover it and bring it all to you. But. Um, I'm not personally expecting anything at this time. And then it says, Tourniquet says, did Microsoft 
changed the code name from Redstone 5 to 18H2. I thought they were going to switch to the new name scheme after RS5 is done. Um, I don't know. Like, this is the Redstone, actually. If you want to go way back in time, I was the first person to scoop it. I wrote it back up on Neowin, the, the Redstone stuff. So it'll be an end of an era for my big scoop of how they were going to do updates. But uh, I haven't heard if they're changing it. At this point, it doesn't even matter. It's just a name. Uh, we already know the Cadence Microsoft has already been very public. Two updates per year, one spring, one fall, 1803. We're going to have 1809, then we'll have 1903, and then 1909. Like, that's just their Cadence. And so what they call it, it doesn't matter. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they are going to start naming it the first half and second half because Redstone is kind of phased out. Um, just that it, if you're not familiar, it's a Minecraft thing. So, um, folks, I think that does it for today. Um uh, you know, it's kind of a crazy week. I'm still digesting a lot of it. A very dense podcast. Sometimes I waffle around a little bit. Um, actually, I'm waffling right now. But um, as we wrap it up here on the back end of the show, I appreciate everybody who tunes in. Hopefully, we're going to learn more about Andromeda. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, Redstone 5 is now kind of the next thing. If you haven't done so yet, you'll be able to update to 1803, I believe, starting Monday. Hopefully, we'll get ISOs because that would make life a lot easier for myself. And uh, with that, folks, everyone have a wonderful weekend. And I will catch you right back here next time on The Sam's Report.